Good morning. Hi. Uh, so we are now on episode... 32. 32. It's flying by. It is? Yeah. yeah. So well, what are we... This year is flying by. <laughs> yeah, this year is flying by, yeah. <laughs> so what are we talking about today? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> the power of yes. Okay. Saying yes to things. Oh, really? Yes. This could be a really yes. short podcast episode, couldn't it? <laughs> so, right, just say yes to everything. Done. The end. Um, so, why talk about yes? Because we actually talk about this with the franchise training as well, don't we? So, why do you think we should be talking about yes on this episode? Um, well, because there's a huge amount of no in the world at the moment anyway. There is that. Yeah. Um, but yes just opens you up to positivity, opportunity, Okay. Meeting new people, um, working with new people, looking at new ways of doing things. It just keeps you a lot more open and open-minded. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> we're going to say, see how many times we can say yes. Yeah. Um, but it's it's important distinction because I think in, in some of the other podcasts, and we haven't done a whole podcast on it yet, but there's also a power in no. Yeah. In yeah, terms yeah. of knowing when to say no to people and things. Yeah. But the majority of the time saying yes. And that kind of sounds like um, paradoxical, but it's it's knowing what's kind of wasting your time and then being open to, to new opportunities um, and new ways of doing things and just generally new. So we, we as you said, we taught teacher teach to the franchisees. We taught a teacher. And that came from um, Richard Branson's book, um, Losing My Virginity, which is his autobiography. Yeah. Um, and um, it, it's somewhere in it, it there's, a, there's a quote where he says if you know if there's an amazing opportunity coming your way yeah. just say yes and then figure out how to do it yeah it's, well that's a really interesting isn't that the book because there's several about him isn't there there's several that's the books main one. Yeah, yeah and there's in that isn't, is that the book where he's younger than Zach is so Zach's seven I think he might be Seven. So he might oh, be no, seven. He actually might have been like younger. Yeah, I thought he right. was like five or yeah, something right. crazy. He may have been quite young. And they and he and his parents were driving home. Yeah. And they lived out in the sticks, I think it yeah. was. And they literally just stopped the car. I, I, I can't remember like, the exact of it. I think it was actually his grandmother that was driving him. And he, he was playing up or something like that. So she literally just stopped the car and said, find your own way home. Yeah. Like about a mile from the house or something yeah, like that. Yeah, he, he had to figure it out had, at, at some ridiculously young age, yeah. wasn't it? It was, I'm sure it's like five or something. We're probably completely butchering the story, but... It's, yeah. it's a, uh, around that. And um, there's, a, there's another story early in the book as well when he um, was desperate to learn how to swim right. on a, and I think it was on a family vacation and he'd been trying to swim in the lake or whatever it was or river or something like that and he hadn't quite done it he really wanted to lose his armbands or something along those lines right. but he wanted to learn how to swim um, and he came to the end of the, va- of the holiday vacation and he, he hadn't quite done it he was nearly there but he hadn't quite yeah. done it and then on the way home he could see a river from the car and he persuaded his parents to stop the car right. and swim in this river. But it was like, you know, a proper like river, not somewhere that you would you put a die. young child yeah, that yeah. can't swim. Yeah. Um, but that was kind of the way his, his parents, and I think he does talk about his grandmother a lot in the book mm. and how fearless um, she was. And that's, and that's where he gets a, a lot of his, um, his kind of daredevilness from. And he, he's now got um, a more recent book called Finding My Virginity, and um, I haven't read it yet. I've, I've read Losing My Virginity a few times, but um, I actually, it was actually probably one of the first 
entrepreneurial books I ever read. Because I oh, read really? it in my late teens. Yeah, I read it um, when I was at university and really liked it. It was when I used to read, it wasn't necessarily a business book. I used yeah, to read yeah. autobiographies yeah. of people that interested me. Um, and I read his and really enjoyed it. And I've got some like old, really old, thumbed copy somewhere. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think I've seen it. I think we've got it. We've still got it. Yeah, yeah, I think it was actually the library book that I uh, returned. Uh, we probably owed them like 200 grand. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In library fees. But um, uh, where was I going with that? Yeah, so he's written a new one called Finding My Virginity, which I, I haven't read yet and I'd like to read it. But apparently in, in, the, in the like end notes or whatever you call it, what do you call it at the end of a, a book? Not preface, what's the opposite? Um, not the footnotes, whatever you yeah, have at the end, of the, end yeah. of the book. I'm looking completely blank. Like, yeah. So that apparently there's like something like 265 uh, points near-death near experiences that you've oh, had really? in this lifetime. <laughs> yeah. But that's the thing, isn't it? I mean, we, we kind of adopt, uh, and we've gone off on a bit of a tangent here, but just as a point, we've always believed in creating safe, levels of adversity yeah. in our lives right yeah. whether it's to for us individually or as a family yeah. right so we do we do it with the children as well we create scenarios for them where it's where there is some level of struggle yeah. there's some level of discomfort all well, the time and, isn't it? and it's all about risk management as well because you know when we we went traveling um we were definitely exposing ourselves and the kids to yeah. a higher level of risk than our yeah. safe little house in, in Dorset. Well, but some of it, life-threatening risks. Well, just, just, just there, simple right? things from, you know, we had two young kids and we were in very busy cities or airports and yeah. could quite easily lose them and things like that. Yeah. Um, but, you know, on the flip side, what happened to me the other day that we talked about on another podcast. Oh, well, when you got electrocuted. Exactly, and all I was doing was plugging Christmas lights in that you would think would be a fairly safe activity to do. Yeah. Um, and that could have been the end of me. Um, well, we had a... We, we know of somebody, they're kind of... They're, they're, a, if they're kind of through my family tree mm-hmm. in a weird way, yeah. but um, there was walking down the street just a few weeks ago. Yeah. And... Um, Literally, money their own business. Uh, I think they're in there. I think they were sixty or, yeah. uh, and killed over and died. Yeah. Heart attack. There and then. Yeah. Uh, like no warning. No. No nothing. Just yeah. walking down the street. So, well, Tzaki's teacher. You remember a couple oh, of years ago. Um, that was while we were travelling. Yeah, and and you know he just. Um, he was my age. Yeah, he got a, a deep vein thrombosis in his in his leg yeah um and went to the doctors and they said oh no it, i don't think it's that you'll be fine yeah. and just dropped down dead a few days later um, it was a blood it was a blood clot wasn't yeah. it that then moved to well, did yeah, it move to it his does. brain or that's something what it does. Um, yeah and it's um you know and that's that kind of thing can happen without you taking risk and, and one of the reasons that struck me so much that particular case i mean apart from the fact that he was a really lovely guy he was amazing guy, um, yeah was I remember him saying when we were planning going travelling yeah. um, and he did those extra sessions with us on how mm-hmm. to teach the kids like because we were homeschooling and stuff yeah. um, that he wished he'd done it. Um, yeah. And he had, I think he had the opportunity to teach somewhere abroad, somewhere yeah, like, yeah. I'm making this up now, but Africa or something like that. It was some kind of third world um, country that he mm-hmm. had the opportunity to go and teach in and he didn't do it and he, he'd always wished he had. Well, he had so much... That's the interesting thing about him. He had so much enthusiasm, yeah. like for life and for people, and like the children loved him because yeah. he just genuinely loved the act of teaching the yeah, kids. Exactly. And 
Um, he just got home with his fiance, yeah, I know. It's um, and they were just moving into their their new home, home together. And it was like, it, it to him, it felt like he had a long future ahead yeah. of him, like lots of opportunity. Yeah. And then I, th- I think it was literally six months after six, it might be slightly longer. No, I think it is about six, seven months after we had that final conversation with mm-hmm. him that. We got the news that he was just minding his own business, and then yeah. that was it, done. Yeah, he exactly. Was finished. And you, you just don't know, so you, you can't hide yourself away, and um, and whether this is in life or business. Yeah. Because life will find you anyway. You yeah, know? yeah. So. Yeah, there's a clock ticking whether you like yeah, it or not. Yeah, exactly. So you, you just got to squeeze every second out of life, and and I think that applies to business as well. So saying yes to these things and then figuring it out because and the reason we say that to the franchisees um is because they often say you know oh i, I don't want to offer this yet because i don't quite know yeah, what yeah. it is or i want to know exactly what the pricing and this that and the other is before i start i pick up the phone to that person and it's like don't just have an exploratory call yeah. and figure it out as you go along i mean um, marie folio's book is everything is figure outable oh really and um and that's what she was always taught by her mother as a child just figure it out as you go along yeah, well, so for those of you that are, this might be the first thing you've seen of Kate and I talking on a podcast or on YouTube or whatever it is, We one of the businesses that we have is a, is Smiley Booth, which is a photo booth hire company um, for events. So it could be private parties, could be for corporate uh, events and so on. And you might think, well, how, how tricky could that possibly be? You're turning up, you set a photo booth up and you take some photos. Like, will we do? It's like not, not very complicated. Well, considering we started it, it was very tricky at the beginning. <laughs> yeah, that's actually a lot more complicated than you think. Creating yeah. a box that fit in a car that could go up in an hour that could hold however many drunk adults and take pictures was actually really difficult. It was, it was like way harder than we thought, wasn't yeah, it? We it used was. to have, we always talk about how we used to have booth injuries. Yeah. yeah, where we would literally have cuts on our head, arms, Whereas you and I aren't handy in any way at all. God, no. God, no. <laughs> we no. did not build it the best way. Yeah, there's definitely things that we... We're not engineers. <laughs> no. no, not at all. But the, um, but the point is that things have evolved so much in that uh, industry, in that sector, where by the photo booths can do a huge amount now uh, yeah. in terms of what they add to an event and the, and the technology behind... The experiences that people can have now yeah. it's not just a case of having a photo it's everything that you can imagine that you see these really cool apps on phones and things like that and the the booths can do that the photo booths can do that on another level they're oh, amazing right but the sorry just to yes, say yeah, that yeah. when we recruit franchisees for a smiley booth across the uk or europe or wherever and we go through their training um they're intimidated just by the setting a photo booth up and then delivering the event yeah. for a private party and so on. And of course, in their training, we'll be talking to them about, so you can do this corporate function. We did this corporate function with Sky or we did it with McDonald's or whoever it might be. And, and you can see them just literally recoil and go, that's great, but that's not for me. It's too well, scary. Well, we only teach them half of what the equipment actually does because yeah. it does do so much and we don't want to overwhelm them in that, in that yeah. first session. But it's always um, underpinned with, guys, if... if if you have an event, if you've got a, a, an agent or a company that approaches you and they want you to do something that's really new and it's completely outside your comfort zone, just say yes. Just say <laughs> yes. Yeah, because you've got, you'll figure it out 
um, the technology can do it, the equipment can do it, and you have a network around you that is here to support you in delivering it. Well, that's and what I was going to say. In, in today's society, it's so easy to say yes, because there'll be someone out there that knows how to do it. Yeah. And it's not hard to find people now. You know, the magic of the internet, yeah. you, you need to know how to do something, you'll be able to find out how to do it. Yeah, and that's not to say that you should always wing it, right? If you've got like a... a, a, a big business relationship where it's just they want they want something that's entirely outside of your remit mm. then then you've got to have some kind of confidence in knowing where you would get the support to deliver well what i always doing. like the story of your um uncle and i, I don't know <laughs> maybe we should share it with he might be listening it might it, this may or may not be my uncle this could be some <laughs> random guy that we know yeah that's true of. so he was uh he was a very entrepreneurial. So I've got a couple of members of my family who were very entrepreneurial, very yeah. driven in business. And um, the stories I've been told it by certain people that happen to know this individual um, was that uh, after running a couple of businesses and uh, taking his knocks with that, he built uh, quite a substantial business at one point and then uh, that got taken from underneath him and, and, and all this kind of stuff. Long story in, in business stuff. He determined that it was a good idea to go into uh, working in a city as uh, somebody who deals with um, like your stock market kind of person. And um, and this is like you're talking decades ago now. Yeah. So, um, so I'm sure even if this story came out, that person, whoever <laughs> that might be, probably wouldn't get interested now. But... Um, but they went to the interview and the individual that was interviewing him was basically saying, well, what do you know about computers? Do you know, do you know this bit about this software, this bit about that software? And he just said yes to everything. Yeah. And he was just like, yeah, no, all of that inside out. Yep, 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 loads of experience doing that. And he just basically bluffed his way through. Yeah. But, and then got the job. And then went and learned how to do it all. And then went and learned to do it, yeah. Because <laughs> they were buying him. Yes. So that's the first thing. But also when he was saying yes to something, he was like making a mental note of, okay, I've got some work to do. I've yeah. got some study to do. So he wasn't like kind of, yes, I can do that, even though he couldn't. And, <laughs> and then thinking, oh, okay, I don't need to worry about that now. I just need the job. Yeah. He knew that he had to commit to doing the work. And that's the trick with all of it, right? It's, um, it's when somebody, when, when you ask, when we talk to our franchisees in the training and we say, just like, just say yes. Yeah. It's, it's not they're saying yes and then they're asking for cash and they have no intent on delivering. They have absolutely every intent of doing the work well, to well, get it done. Well, that's what I was going to say. It's, it's not a case of bodging it like you, you were saying or winging it. it. I mean, you are winging it to a point, but not in terms of lack of diligence and um, determination to get it done right. You yeah, know, yeah. You're, the, not, you're, you're, not... com you're as committed to the result as the person who's hiring yeah. you. Yeah. I mean, I think that comes also from us being in events because you speak to any event manager and like duct tape is their best friend. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so exactly. Right. We will get this delivered, but you're not going to know what's going on behind the scenes. And yeah, that's... a lot of the time things are duct taped together. <laughs> yeah, well, and also in the events industry in particular, it's a very creative space. So yeah. you will literally have people in who work for these large corporations who just, their imagination has gone crazy. Yeah. I mean, we had... Um, I work with Top Trumps. Yeah, I was, I was going to tell that story, yeah. Have I just... No, no, go ahead. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so the way um, that deal came about was that essentially the, I, we were in the office mm -hmm. 
do, we had a very busy office. We had a team in the office and we were doing lots of events per week um, for private hires, weddings and some corporates. And then randomly, the, the phone goes and randomly I pick up the phone and this, and this lady on the other end says, um, hi, right, I'm, I'm reading from Top Trumps. Got this idea. And she said this idea about effectively wanting us to create a service with the that took the photo and then created a top trumps card mm -hmm. and uh, top trumps are these little cards collectors cards like game cards mm -hmm. that you can play so with your photo you become a card you yeah. the character on the card and you have your own stats and the idea is that you can kind of play yourself within the card deck exactly so and their their concept was that this would be in some high profile locations this service and then when you get your own card from the booth, you could then go and buy a pack yeah, of Top Trumps it. and your card will sit nicely in that pack. Yeah. Nothing, there was nothing on the planet. When she called, made that call, yeah, I mean, there, we, was, there was nowhere on the planet that created the service that she was asking for. Well, not just that, but I mean, throughout the journey, we had so many opportunities to say no because there yeah. was, the technology didn't exist yeah. and the, the, the card shape, is very unique. unique to them. There is nothing out there that no. will cut a hole that size. Oh, so it had to be created. Yeah, and, and it had to be automated, right? So so and, and so this is a, one good thing about being naive and and new to something, and I think you've said this on a previous episode. Yeah, what Sarah Blake says. Yeah, yeah. Uh, which is if when you don't when you're completely new to something, you don't already know what the problems are. No. You know, you don't you don't understand the significance of the size of the issue that's in front of you. You know, so you just go headlong yeah. and create new initiatives, yes, right? Yes, exactly. So, so this lady's on the phone to me, and she's like, "Yeah, okay." So, can you do it? And in my mind, I'm like, "Well, that sounds really easy. It's just you just need some way of cutting out because we can do the artwork yeah. on each photo. Just need some way of cutting it out, and, she, and it had to be automated. Someone pushed the button." Top Trump's card. Well, that was the thing, because the first solution was we did it, didn't we? But it was the um, the, the user had to just pull down a, a lever to, to stamp it yeah, out. Yeah, so, well. Because you can create a stamp any any size that you want. So we yeah, did that. But, a manual version of it. The Top Trump's desperately wanted it to be a, a Automated. <laughs> yeah, we could, yeah, we managed to find a manufacturer to build us a manual version, which was a big lever. Card goes in, big lever, pull it, could you? There's your card. But... Yeah, top trumps were like, no, 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 that's that's not the vision. Yeah. So, so we employed uh, after hunting around like mad. We we found uh, an engineering company who engineered all sorts of like crazy bits and pieces, but they did to us what we were doing to top trumps. Yeah, they just said yes. <laughs> yeah, we sat down and said, "This is possible." And the guy, the owner of the engineering firm, went, "Yeah, <laughs> easy, didn't he? Easy." Yeah. And oh my God, it was 100% the most stressful, one, or right up there is one of the most stressful event delivery or event partnership arrangements I think that we've been yeah. through in the whole of Smile. Oh, it, went on, it went on for months because obviously we, we uh, deployed the, the system, as it were, at, at multiple um, different events for them, didn't we? we well, didn't it wasn't even, it, well, just before you say yeah. what they are, just to say, before you say it, these weren't being these weren't being cited in your local supermarket or no. like in their private offices. These were at and where were they being well, placed they were in like, these photo booths? Um, film premieres. Were, yeah, 007 was, premiere. Yeah. The there was a Star Wars yeah, premiere. And these were at the Odeon. Um, and then there was um, some toy fairs that we did with them, like the yeah. Liverpool toy fair, Germany, Germany. toy fair. 
One biggest toy show, biggest toy show in the world mm-hmm. in Germany. One in France, being... but I can't remember the name of the town in France, but it was northern France. Um, it was like really high profile. Silverstone. High... Yeah. Um, another. Oh car. yeah, for the Formula One, Silverstone. Yeah, there was some yeah. other car show. I can't think of the name of the other one but yeah so all over the place and <laughs> completely immovable deadlines yes and that that was the biggest stress for us wasn't it because this engineering company has lots of kind of people in the world of engineering or, or building things like builders architects that are, are used to going oh sorry it's not going to be delivered on time yeah, yeah, yeah and we were like we can't turn around to the film premiere and say hey can you move the premiere yeah <laughs> by a day or two <laughs> and one of the things that we didn't understand about engineering uh, or and I'm, I'm making a very sweeping statement now because it might be this might be specific to this type of engineering firm but there seemed to be a, a culture of leaving everything to the last minute yeah so just we were having yeah it's that okay well we're working all these other jobs because they're paying now yeah and even though we've spoken to you today and you say you want it next month yeah. we won't start work on it until two three four days before yeah. it's due because uh, and they have this inflated confidence about their ability to deliver the Crazy. result, right? So we had this situation where everything's quiet, everything's quiet. We're checking in, so yeah, all in hand, all in hand, yeah. and then literally three, four days before it was supposed to be delivered, um, we'd be like, "Oh, we've got a problem with this," and so we'd go down to the site, wouldn't we? Sit down in the office and show us what you've got, and there'll be this basic, basic frame, mm-hmm. and we'd be saying, "How are we this far in?" And this yeah. is the basic frame. Be fine, be fine. And those guys would literally work until midnight, three, four in the morning. Yeah, well, do you remember just getting towards the end of the delivery of one of them, which I think was the premier one because that was that was the most stressful because obviously the day couldn't be moved. And um, you and I were both sick with a with a stomach flu. Of some oh, kind. like a, we were properly ill. Yeah, yeah, we were both like talking to the big white telephone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we were. And um, and we had to go. To their offices at like one, two in the morning. Yeah. Because they're old. Oh, there's a they bring there's up. There's an issue. Can you come in? And we're just like, you know, can't even see straight. And yeah. Having to go in and yeah. and deal with these issues. It was absolutely crazy. It was so tense because the other side of it was saying to the client, "Everything's fine. It's all good." <laughs> and do you yeah. remember every time we we got it to the point where it was working, we'd get to. It was always you and me, even though we I, I think well, yeah we did have franchises at that point. Um, but it was always you and me because this was our project, this particular one. So it was always you and me on the front line. Yeah. And we'd go there and we'd build this booth. And, and it was a bespoke built booth. That was the other thing, wasn't it? Because was it, it had to be. Um, for them, yeah. It had to be kind of public proof because yes. there was no attendant with it, like there mm-hmm. wouldn't be a, an, an event. So it, it was like reinforced and people couldn't get into yeah. the. So it was a bespoke built booth. And every time we'd be trying to like build it and the build wouldn't be quite right. So we'd be like forcing stuff yeah. and then. Um, one when we had it all running and ready and, and we were just like, oh, we've done it. Because every time we press the button, we were like, please work. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So you, you take your photo down and you take you press the button to get your little top trumps card and then suddenly nothing... <laughs> like steam would, go, would come out the Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or it would go... <laughs> and then nothing. It's like, you've got to be kidding. <laughs> and, and it would have been working fine somewhere else. Was... And so the engineering firm, we were just like, we had a hotline into this engineering firm, yeah. basically, where we had everybody's mobile numbers home numbers like yeah. everything weren't we? we were like if this if there's the slightest hiccup we need to know you're there and we can solve it because this is as you say premiere and yeah. all this kind of stuff and from the outside so from a consumer perspective it's like oh this is, look at this because it's all branded it looks yeah. amazing and we go in they have their pictures and it's amazing but from our perspective it was terrifying yeah. because we knew every potential 
thing that could fall over yeah. with it. And um, and you're right, like some aspects behind the scenes, it's a gaffer tape job. Yeah, it was yeah. like, okay, this this wiring doesn't look quite right. Okay, let's just stick that down <laughs> over there. Um, but the and the amount of times that we got pulled up to London, like in a moment's notice. Yeah, straight it's away. Like, yeah. It's not working. There's a film releasing this evening. You need to be here. Yeah. Out, you know, because it wasn't our team on site, was it? It was. It well, their was team their would sometimes team break it. So yeah, yeah. This that is was it. that was the other thing. It was it was entirely designed based around us knowing it yeah. and our team knowing it. Yeah. But then when they put their team on it and it broke, their team would break it. But then that would be our fault. Yes. So because. It should be our fault, right? Because it's our, it's our equipment that we're supplying, and it's and it's our, and we've said it's our responsibility. Which is well, it's why we ended up on site so much. But I remember one of the, the Odeon ones when it was in the the main Odeon in London, the, the big three D one. Yeah, yeah. And um, I wonder if that's going to stay open after twenty twenty. Yeah, if that's going to come back. And uh, we flew up to London at a moment's notice because there was a problem, and. Um, Obviously, we have children, and it's it's not something that we can just cover instantly all the time. Yeah. So, and it's a two-hour drive. Yeah, into the kids centre. are in the back up into London. Yeah. Um, you went in and fixed a load of stuff. I'm in the kids with the car, trying to keep them quiet. Yeah. And I mean, they they were young at the time. They were. Yeah. I mean, Belle must have been three or four. Zach, one or two. And um, yeah, I just remember the constant stress. I was down some back alley in the car yeah. with the kids in London, like deepest, darkest London while you're on. And I'm like sat there going, I don't like being here with the kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's it's intimidating. I mean, going in, yeah, going into these places at, at, at pace is, is stressful and intimidating. And yeah. yeah, and when it's your neck on the line, it's, it's quite scary. But the, I, And when it worked, it was just wonderful, wasn't it? Like, because... Um, I, I, you can still find now if you Google um, something like Odeon Bond Experience or something like that, um, you can still find people mm-hmm. that have put their own photos up, like user-generated yeah. photos um, of people going, look, I got my own Top, car- top Trumps, top Trump's card. And it was yeah. brilliant. Yeah, because they were legit Top Trumps cards. Such a cool that the, thing. the booth was like pushing it, printing out that was with their picture on it. And see, that's... So that so we've just given this long, terrifying story about how hard that was, but and it is hard. But just because something's hard doesn't mean you should you shouldn't do it. No, and we um, learned so much. I mean, oh, it's amazing. I, <laughs> I never give someone. I shouldn't say this out loud actually because people will know my secret. But I never give someone a true deadline anymore, ever. <laughs> <laughs> you should never have said that. I know it's always days or weeks before when it's actually due. Yeah, because yeah. you can't trust people to deliver on time. No, no, and it, yeah, that's. Well, that gave us, that definitely gave us the, that we already had been building because of the way the events industry is, like a, a, a like a tenacity and a, a, like a strength just to get the job done. Like, yeah. So, and that, uh, that felt like that experience gave us another level up. Yeah. And if you look at, um, so we've also been involved um, in doing procurement for companies yeah. and all this kind of stuff, which is also very highly stressful. I was about to say another highly stressful thing where you just go, yeah, yeah do that <laughs> yeah, yeah i can find you those ten thousand or fifty thousand of these things that nobody else on the planet can get yep. and, but it does give you it, it's throwing yourself into those situations where you you can kind of work out what what needs to be done because like, we can, we never go in blind on anything no. right so if someone asks us to do something it's always like well is what they're actually asking possible are they actually going to ask me to levitate well no i can't do that <laughs> But are they asking something to be delivered for their business? Mm. And, and when we can join up dots, it's like, well, yeah, that can be done. Yeah. Um, we might not necessarily know how to connect it all, but that yeah. can be done. 
but the commitment to the result is what's yeah. key to saying yes to stuff, right? Well, and there Every is time. always a way. Um, you know, it, it drives me mad if ever I ring up a, a company and there's there's a there's an issue with something or other, and and you just get this. Oh no, that's not the way we do. That it's not the way we work, or it's not policy, or something like that. And you think, yeah. give over. Yeah. <laughs> there is always a way of doing things. Well, I think there's levels in business, right? Yeah. I think when you're in a, you're in an employee mindset, so. There's, there's a couple of different mindset types that we are, are familiar with, right? That we yeah. always point out, right? Yeah. So there's what we call the employee mindset and then there's the like, kind of entrepreneur mindset. Yeah. And they're very different things in that. And you can have somebody who is an employee but has an entrepreneurial mindset, yeah. right? So it's not necessarily specifically tied to what you're doing to make a living. Yeah. but. So an employee mindset is someone that is very aware of the boundaries of their role, right? So they've been told by their boss or by their employer that, okay, this is what you got to do. This is the widget that you've got to take from A to B, yeah? And here are all the things that you shouldn't do, and that's it, yeah? So, and they will abide by A to B and all the things that they shouldn't do to mm -hmm. protect their butt, right? Mm -hmm. To, to ensure that they don't have to do any extra than they're expect that, that they're paid to. Mm -hmm. And if anything, they'll try and optimize themselves as much as possible within that, that role so they can do as little as possible mm -hmm. in that job, right? If they can slack off as much because their idea of success is how little can I do for the money I'm earning? Mm -hmm. Like that's success. That's employee mindset mm -hmm. to my mind, right? So if you were to go to that individual and say, is there any chance we can do this? Or if you've got a complaint, and we've all met them, right? You yeah. ring somebody up, there's an issue with the bank or with a company or whatever it is, and they've, they've fallen over. They've made a mistake, yeah. and it's cost you time or money. And all you're getting from the, from the person on the other end of the line is, yeah, I'm ever so sorry that, uh, that you've been put in that predicament. And then there's no solution. And then it's a, uh, but yeah, no, we can't do that. No, we can't do this. No, we can't do that. And they just, they will refuse it. But an yeah. entrepreneurial mindset would be like, right, and this was nothing to do with me, but I'm going to take responsibility for the result. Yeah, yeah I'm going to make this right. Yeah. I'm going to commit to get you to this. And, and I will work until we've created the solution. Yeah. That's such a better way to live and breathe. And yeah, it's everything. Well, and it is about solutions. That's, that's the right word for it. You know, the... the there is always a solution to something. I mean, I think I, I always take it kind of as a challenge to find another way to do something or, or just a way to do something. If somebody's telling me no, I mean, as a kid, I was always take you never take no for an answer. <laughs> but I think that's a really good thing. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it really yeah. is because it means that you'll always look for another way to do something. Yeah. And, and I think if you're um, a parent or if you're an employer, you should be empowering your kids or your team um, or both to find solutions. I mean, yeah. What Siam Kid said on the call the other day, um, when he said that he empowers his staff to go find solutions. And, yeah. if, and if something's um, like really big and they do need to kind of come to him, they're still expected to come with, well, I've solutions. thought of this way, this way, and this way to doing it. Which, which way do you think I should do it? Uh, okay. When he said that, I was like, oh, why are we not doing yeah. that with our staff or with, with franchisees and yeah. so on? It's like, right, you've got a problem? Work out the solutions, then bring it forward, yeah. and I'll help you choose the right solution. Yeah, but exactly. yeah, you can waste so much time trying to. Because the problem is, when you try and create the solutions for somebody else, you're then taking responsibility of the result. Yeah, right. They're not. 
Yeah. And so when it falls over or goes wrong, they'll blame you as well as you. Yeah, yeah. You they, inherit they the whole lazy problem, and you, you end yeah. up doing everything for them. Which we've had, which we've done, Absolutely. right, on a number of occasions. Absolutely. Which we've never asked anyone else to do. No, I know. That's the crazy thing. How many times do we ask somebody else to jump on our behalf? No. And mine comes from, from the control freak in me. I do end up, you know, oh, it's easier for me to just do it myself. Yeah, that's um, fatal. Though. But yeah, it, it is. You should really empower people to, to um, find their own solutions. Mm. Um, and and it's, it's like a muscle, you know, you just, you just got to flex that yes muscle, that solution mindset yeah. muscle, rather than thinking the words can't. I, I, I always had a, I had a babysitter when I was a kid, and she always used to say, no such word as can't. Yeah. And I hated it. I yeah. was, I was like, of course it means I can't do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but she was so right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the this ties back into what we were the limiting beliefs episode yes, yeah. uh, two or three days ago, whenever it was. The the fact that we all have these limiting beliefs. We all have these things that hold us down, and you have to actively work against them. Yeah. And by being more yes prone to yeah. saying. So there's a difference though, right? Because there are things like, and we'll probably do a whole episode on this because at some point in the future, because we've certainly been battered and bruised by narcissistic individuals, mm -hmm. right? Who, um, and so saying yes to somebody who is actively trying to do you harm or control you is probably not a great idea. Yeah. But but saying yes to opportunities yeah. that might take you in a new direction or that you feel you're not necessarily ready for perhaps um well who knows when you're ready well and so not it, do it. ready is, is exactly the right word starting before you're ready mm. i think it is is key in anything this podcast is a great yeah, it, example well, it this, is right? key in anything because because you will grow into it and mm -hmm. it, it means that you're not too it means that you're not procrastinating saying oh i need you know all my business cards and all this and that and the other to be right before we start because then if you do start and you're going on the right way, you've wasted a load of money and resources. Yeah. Um, finding out more from your audience about what they want, um, yeah. not just your, you know, your customers, what it is they're looking for. I mean, Eve already would say it, there's, uh, there's roads that we've gone down that, not that we shouldn't have done because we are kind of exploring, but that have cost us money yeah. that we didn't and need time. to go down yeah. because had we just kind of done some more exploring and talking to customers and, and stuff we we would have gone in a different direction yeah so it's yeah not starting before you're ready i think is is really important well i also think when you commit when you say yes to something or somebody and that goal feels slightly out of reach i think that does help in your the accountability piece yeah, yeah it's a and to you don't really know if you're any good at something until you've like persistently and consistently shown up yeah. to to get it towards some kind of end goal. Yeah, so yeah. Like, say it's a great example of that. Yeah. Smiley Booth's a great example of that in that they're, we obsess every day yeah. about, right, how do we get these two businesses moving in the direction we want them to get? Yeah. And and you don't know all the answers. On a, a, a lot of the time, you never know the answers when you actually need to know. Mm. Like right before you start something, it would be great to have this hit this button, and then here's all the outcomes that's going to happen, yeah, and all exactly. the all the answers. And you don't, and you don't know that until you're in it and you're obsessing about it every day. There's no and, fun in that anyway. <laughs> no, exactly. But this podcast is a great example of that as yeah. well. Um, like you're probably watching this podcast or listening to this podcast, saying, "Wow, the audio quality and the video quality is just." 
amazing <laughs> and above like Lee's editing and everything must be incredible um if you could see what we see in terms of like the whole idea of gaffer tape it together yeah. like I did a load of research at the beginning didn't yeah. I before I was when we decided we would do a podcast I was like okay what do we need and I went on the rabbit hole down the rabbit hole and looking online and and you can see all these podcasters like reviewing these like here's this mic and like and I was like well if you're getting that mic and then there's another mic that's more expensive and then another one and then before you know it, it's it, I think it was something like 600 quid a mic that I was looking at and and then it was like okay well we're a video over the then, 10 quid one that we use yeah exactly right <laughs> Um, and the people are like, yeah, 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 I get it. It's a 10 quid one. I can hear it. it's a 10 quid. But the point is that, um, I, and I said this in a previous episode, that um, something along the lines of don't let uh, perfection be the enemy of action. Yeah. And that, again, ties into the yes yeah. whole thing. It's like we just said yes to doing a podcast. Yeah. And we, we committed to do it and we committed to get better at it. Yeah. Right? We could, same with Say It, yeah. same with Smiley Booth, yeah. uh, same with fitness, same with everything. And if you look at anybody that's successful in anything in life, that's all they do. Yeah. There's no guarantees in life for anything. Well, people so. just really determine that they can't do it. They look at someone super successful yeah. um, in any field, um, whether it's fitness or business or anything, and, and just assume that oh, well, I'm not built that way, or, you know, I, I can't do that. But yeah. who is it that says, is it Ford that says, if you think you can or you think you can't, you're right? But, but that is the same, but I don't know who I, said I it. I think it might, I think it's the other way around. Right? Whether you think you can or you think you can't, you're right either way. I think that, I think it's Henry Ford yeah. that says it. Um, and it's so, it's so true. Yeah. You know, if you predetermine something before you've even given it a go, which, which no is so final, you know, yeah. yes opens you up to so many different ways of doing something it, yeah. it, it could be a yes but you know yes yeah. but I'll, I'll try or, or whatever it is but it's well there's no try no i know there's another one <laughs> that was one that our friend rich used to beat us up on all the time wasn't it every time we'd say the word okay i'll try and he go i don't want to hear try don't ever say try you no either try do or you don't it's yoda quote <laughs> it was yeah but we say that to the kids don't yeah. we when the kids say oh i'll try it's like it's admitting defeat before you've started. Yeah, and and he would say this either do it or don't do it, but don't try. And um, and so we say the same thing to our kids. Drives <laughs> Annabelle crazy. Yeah. yeah. But having yeah, having a yes or a no, I suppose is the same thing. It's either a yes or a no. Yeah. But as I say, but yes is just such more so much more of an open word, isn't it? It's Well, you're a lot of the time you're saying no because of your own fears, yeah. like your own restrictive elements like it's or discomfort and all this kind of stuff and yeah. and presuppositions as to what that journey looks like yeah that were based and most of the time that idea of what that journey looks like is based on some something completely incorrect yeah it's not the reality yeah absolutely so, so i mentioned um losing my virginity by um richard branson which is a, a really good read i really do recommend that um everything is figure outable as well by um uh, Marie Forleo is. I haven't read that, but I've also read a lot of good things about it. Well, you like Marie Forleo's content as well. Yes. She's very good. If you've not heard of um, Marie Forleo, um, she she's Marie TV is her. Marie TV is it, and she's on social media every day throughout the day, and um, oh, it's YouTube. If you've got a YouTube channel, yeah, oh, and Facebook, all that stuff gets streamed on Facebook. As I well. don't know. I've not looked at it. No, okay. I've only ever but looked at it on YouTube. Either way, she's prolific. Yeah. And she's been around for a long time, yeah. and um, and she's great. It's all about 
mindset, entrepreneurial stuff. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, but again, she just started in her kitchen with a phone. Yeah. Yeah, you know, or, or whatever she started. I don't know if it was a phone, but I know she started in her kitchen, just yeah. her. It's not all this big glamorous set that she has now. Oh, yeah, she looked very glamorous yeah. now. Yeah, I think even her opening credits yeah. is someone coming along and doing her hair. Yeah, yeah. And all this kind of stuff, yeah. <laughs> um, but the, the other one is The Little Gold Book of Yes Attitude. Okay. Um, that's one of the top ten books we recommend to our franchisees to read mm-hmm. um, when they come on board. It's um, I wanted to mention it because later this week we're uh, talking to Stuart Pierce, which is... Um, can't sell, won't sell. Yeah. And we're talking um, later in the week about how sales is a skill um, and it's, it's not a given talent, which lots of people think it is. And the the Little Gold Book of Yes Attitude is by Jeffrey Gitmer. And right. he's done lots of books on sales and um, the like positive ideals of selling. But that book in particular is, is it's a really great book. And it's got like... Um, at the beginning, it kind of uh, it's got like a self test on how yes you are. Oh really? Uh, yeah. So you can you can do this like little test, and it's a scale of, as to how yes your attitude is and stuff. It's it's a great book. So that's a I'll put all these on the um, Smiling Entrepreneurs website. Good. Yeah, I think the I mean I'm looking forward to the next few days with the podcast mm. because one it's something that I'm quite passionate about, and that's the sales piece in your business. Yeah. Um, so he's joining us on Thursday. Did you say? Is it Thursday? Yeah. So we're 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 talking about sales on Wednesday, and okay. then he's joining us on Thursday. Yeah, and because that's one of the challenges that we go through with our franchisees. Oh, and me, I've I've always struggled with. Which you're now getting better yeah. better at. Um, but yeah, some of our because it's a bit like when people say, like, "Do you smoke?" Mm. And then someone says, "No, I'm not a smoker." It's like, no, 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 you either smoke or don't smoke. But yeah. so people kind of identify themselves as if you smoke, you are a smoker. You're yeah. this thing. You're yeah, identifying. Yeah, yeah. And it's the same with sales where people go, oh, no, I'm not a salesman. Yeah, yeah. I'm not a, I'm not, I'm not yeah. a seller. Um, it's like there's this category of person that people think you have to be. Yes. And, uh, and one of the things that we teach franchisees is, no, it's there's just steps you take. Yeah. In a conversation or in a in your behaviour that that gives you a better chance of a of the outcome that you want. And again, that's that's, that's being open minded to there is another way of doing it. Yeah, yeah, you're right. It, rather mm. than thinking, oh, salesmen are all like this. That's not yeah. the case. There's there's another way of of doing sales. And yeah. actually, if you're not doing sales, you're doing yourself a mis mis um, mis service. Is that a word? Disservice. Disservice. That's the word. Yeah. Because you're you're um you're not. You have to be able to sell your own um, product or service or whatever it is you do, or yourself, really. Yeah, I suppose the characteristics of somebody who does say yes to stuff is you're optimistic, confident. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah it's like there's there's these aspects of these personality traits that support that type of activity. Yeah. It's not just something... Like the, the film, Yes Man, mm. is, exactly. is a great example of that, yeah. isn't it? And um, yeah, and, and you could say, oh, these all these negative things happen to him because he's saying yes, but oh, the, the grandma, yeah, <laughs> and he says to sleep with the grandma, yeah, exactly. Yes. But at the end of the film, he is a happy ending. He is a happier. She, he gets a happy ending from the grandma. <laughs> <laughs> he is a happier person. He gets the girl, not the grandma, the girl. Yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. do you know what I mean? It's it's so the the life lesson is is to say yes, just not yeah. necessarily to everything. I think we all know. <laughs> yeah, don't say yes to everything. But but we all know this. Mm. Right, we've all been told this is a is it from a child, right? No, not necessarily. You don't think? No, because a lot of people are told to, 
you know, um, staying in your lane, stay small. Um, you know, oh, yeah, it's dangerous. That's not for you. Yeah. Um, oh, that's you're not kind good of, enough, all of that kind of stuff. Th- that so, was yeah, the kind of messaging you, you had when you yeah, were younger, wasn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's really important, isn't it, when you when you talk to your kids, like what, how, what, I mean, I know we've, we've talked about uh, that there's a, there's a clip of this um, on Smiling Entrepreneurs about the impact of negative statements yeah and how it's if you are told one thing one negative thing it takes 14 positive things yeah to undo it 14 yeah. 14 opposite positive things to undo yeah. the one negative and like mine and your upbringing mm-hmm. um in, in terms of messaging mm-hmm. were very different yeah like my upbringing was that or the messaging that i received as i grew older uh, or grew up as a child was always um, that my surname's Johnson, which he always is now, and it was like you're a Johnson. You are better mm. than it. you are. You are more capable yeah. than most. Mm-hmm. You are. You can endure more. You yeah. can. You can do more, and um, and and because of that, you will. You will have more opportunity. Yeah. And so when I used to fail in some way, or not fail, but if I didn't meet the standard, mm. like because of laziness mm-hmm. or what it was. I was held to account by that standard. Yeah. It was always like, you should, like, this is what you represent. But not in a negative way. It was like, pick yourself up and try again. Yeah, because you are capable. Yeah. You are, yeah. Um, and the world's your oyster. It's yeah. like, you need to do that. And and, and anybody listening or watching this, I, I had no, like, it's, I had no, like, flashy upbringing. I was pretty much kicked out of home from 17. Um, so I didn't have a, yeah. like, I still had a very bumpy ride. As a as a, a teenager years, yeah. um, but um, but that messaging yeah. amongst all, all growing up stuck with me throughout. Yeah, yeah. Like even when I was in moments of like oh, times are really tough and I don't know where it's going, I still there was still this kind of confidence yes. in the background. Like it'll come right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I am who I am, and it yeah. will come right. Yeah, exactly. Whereas your messaging was directly yeah. the opposite. Yeah. Right, you and you have to actively fight against yeah. that tide don't you yeah yeah my, mine was strange because it was uh, in some ways it was you know you're because of my music and that you know you're very talented and you could be anything you want to be and all of that kind of stuff but undermined by a um not for the likes of us kind of stay small uh kind of yeah just i had the this very kind of mixed message but that's yeah. because that's what my parents had been taught yeah, yeah, yeah. you know um that's that's the, especially my mum that was the messaging that she got mm. um from from her family was oh you know that, that's not for us kind of thing so that's obviously that obviously just rubbed off on her so it is really important and you, and you don't realize how um how the kid how kids pick up on stuff even when you're you're not because i'm very conscious of not being negative with my language but i can still kind of use throwaway statements and so for me one you know if the kids are saying can we do such and such you know I'm always like in a minute or something if I'm focused on something else I'm not really paying attention and Zach said the other day oh that means no <laughs> I was like oh <laughs> and yeah. he's seven yeah and I said what do you mean he said oh, you always mean no when you say in a minute <laughs> I was like oh <laughs> yeah you have to be so careful with me. like if you're listening or watching this and you have children and we're not, we're definitely not perfect at all, no. like, as has been yeah, demonstrated. Said, yeah. But it is amazing. If you think about yourself and the negative and positive messages that have kind of reinforced your current consciousness, 
how you navigate life. Yeah. And you can probably pinpoint, well, that's because I was always told this, or it's because yeah. I believe that, because this is what I was sharing, this kind of stuff. You're doing that to your own kids. Yeah, well, they say repetition is the mother of success. Right, so, okay. You know, and that's why people say, you know, things like um, affirmations, saying affirmations out loud, saying them in the mirror, writing them down. It's yeah. just continually repeating those, like, successful messages. Yeah. And, and coming back to the yes, as I say, yes is such a more positive and open word, even if it comes with a yes, but something, or yes, if. It's still a, a, a yes, rather well, than if no, you say, it's just a closed Well, door. you're placing a bet on yourself. Yeah. And just the act of placing a bet on yourself is you basically saying you can do this. Yeah. Like you're, you are capable. You are that, that you are worth that opportunity. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's, and it's, and sometimes that opportunity might seem too big or too terrifying. Um, and those are the ones that you should absolutely say yes, yes to, yeah, right? Because, because the learning you will go through to achieve that, the, the person you'll be at the end of that, it is is the growth that you have is yeah. huge, right? And this podcast, is, I keep pointing it out, but you said last night you're like the one of the benefits of doing this daily podcast is there's real growth in it for yeah. us personally, because yeah. we get to think about our ideas, communicate like our thoughts, explore it, mm-hmm. and and learn along the way, mm-hmm. and yeah, it's a it helps you reflect on. How you, the lens you look at the world yeah, through, yeah, isn't it? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, 100%. So, there you go. Say yes. What can you say yes to today? Yeah, be careful, though. <laughs> yeah. But that's episode... Uh, 32. 32. Well done. <laughs> Have a good day, all. Bye.